calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hello once again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your host and keeper of those strange and scary tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. So bundle up, Story Club members. This story will give you the chills. I call it Emma from the Snow. Paige Levin was tired and bored. She was sitting in the backseat of her parents' car, and they were on their way to Thanksgiving dinner at her grandma's house. She had forgotten to charge the batteries on her tablet, so it was almost dead. Outside was dark and cold. The flakes of snow whipped past the back window. The weather report had reported light snow, but by the time they were on the road, it had fallen steady and heavily. The roads were slick and icy, so her dad could only go about 30 miles an hour. At this rate, her grandmother's house wouldn't be in their headlights for another 90 minutes or so. Ugh. Gazing out the window was boring, there was no juice in her tablet, and her dad had turned off the radio so he could concentrate on the road. Who's that? Paige's mother said. I don't know, her dad said. But it's too cold out there for what she's wearing. Her dad pulled the car over. A girl Paige's own age, nine years old, crunched through the snow as Paige's mom rolled down the car window. What are you doing out here? Are you going anywhere near the gas station? The lone girl asked. Her parents said that if there was one up ahead, they'd drop her off. Her dad didn't take the usual way to grandma's house because the GPS said he could cut off 30 minutes or so on this route. Ironically, it was taking longer. Hop in the back seat, Paige's dad said. Paige could use the company. Emma, as Paige later learned her name was, climbed in the back of the car. She appeared cold. So Paige gave the girl her favorite purple scarf with white stars on it. Emma, who was short, pale, and fragile, thanked her and wrapped it around her slender neck. Paige asked her all kinds of questions, like why she was out here in the middle of a storm with only a light coat on and sneakers instead of snow boots. The storm kind of caught me by surprise, Emma said. My dad's at work and my mom's at home sick, so I was walking to the gas station to get her some cold medicine. She held up the crumpled $10 bill that was clutched in her small, bloodless hand. 
We can give you a ride to the gas station and back home, Paige said. It's too cold to be out here tonight. Thank you, Emma said, touching the purple scarf. Purple is my favorite color. Ten minutes later, Paige's dad pulled up to the gas station, Hank's Gas and Go, which also had a small convenience store. They would let Emma go inside and get the cold medicine and then take her home. Paige's mom called her grandma and said they'd be a little late. Emma left the car and went inside the store, but she never came out. Paige and her parents waited for ten minutes. Then, Paige and her mom decided to go inside and see what was taking Emma so long. They searched every aisle of the store, but she wasn't anywhere in sight. They asked the clerk, a friendly older gentleman with gray hair and a baseball cap. Nobody's come in the last ten minutes except for you folks, the store owner said. When Paige's mom described the girl, Hank's friendly face went slack and pale. Oh, that was Emma Sinclair, he said. And she's been gone about ten years or so. Gone? Paige asked. Hank nodded. Yep. One night, she got caught out in a snowstorm and froze to death. There's a little roadside memorial about a half mile up the road for her. Poor girl. Paige and her mother climbed back into the car. They drove on through the snowstorm. A half mile later, a roadside memorial, like Hank had said, stood on the side of the road. Her dad stopped the car, and Paige climbed out. It was a white wooden cross with the name Emma Sinclair, with her birthday and death date, which was November 25th, the exact same day, only 10 years earlier. But that wasn't the strangest thing. Paige's purple scarf with the white stars was draped over the cross. She almost pulled the scarf off the memorial, but decided against it and climbed back into the car. Paige was cold, but not from the snow. No. She was cold from the memory of talking to a dead girl in the backseat of the car. I love a good chilly ghost story, don't you, devoted listeners? This one seemed like a variation on the vanishing hitchhiker urban legend that you may hear from your mom's cousin's aunt's daughter, but I could be wrong. I guess it's always good to be kind to strangers, even if it turns out they're dead. And next time, get a more accurate weather report before going out into the storm. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the absolute most, and crypt keeper of those scary tales and weird stories from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This lucky number 13 will give you the cold shivers, Story Club members. So bundle up and listen in. It's a ghostly one I call Photobomb. Hold still, Neil's mom said. Neil stood against the new old post in Rancor Hall, an old house built in 1849. It was famous for ghosts, particularly one ghost, the strange woman in black, who was believed to haunt the place. There were some photos of her online that had been taken over the years, but most had discounted them as clever fakes using photographic optical tricks. Neil Graham didn't believe the stories, though. He thought it was a clever way to sell tickets into the old Massachusetts mansion, which was on the historic register. It was Labor Day weekend, the last days of summer vacation. Starting a new year of school, the sixth grade, was the scariest thing to Neil right now. Well, that, and the fact that Neil Graham was the name of Susanna Graham's son. 
The story goes that young Neil, who was 10 years old, fell down the stairs playing and died in 1888. Distraught from the death of her only son, Susanna died shortly after it of grief. Her ghost could often be seen photographed on the long, wide staircase leading up to the second floor. She was wearing her black dress, black hat, and black veil over her face. She was in eternal mourning for the loss of her son, forever wandering the staircase looking for him. Or so the story went. On their way back home, which was about four hours away, Neil thumbed through the photos on his phone. He enjoyed the trip along the East Coast, eating clam chowder and even fishing off the dock with his uncle, who him and his mom were visiting. Fun times. When he arrived at pictures of Rancor Hall, though, his smile faded. The first image was the outside of the Victorian three-story mansion. In the top window, he swore he could see a face of a woman covered with a dark veil. He showed his mom. No, she said. That's just the outline of the lace curtain. That's no ghost. Yeah, Neil thought. No ghost. There were no ghosts. But as he thumbed through more electronic photos, he kept seeing a shadowy outline of a woman in them. Sure, it was vague, and it could be part of the bookshelf as in one photo, or part of a drapery in another photo, or just the shadow in the corner like in another photo. But the one that set his teeth on edge was the one that his mother took of him in front of the famous Rancor Hall staircase. Clearly, in the middle of the stairs was a tall woman dressed in black wearing her telltale dark veil over her face. Neil showed his mom. Interesting, was all she said, nodding. Clearly, she didn't see the same thing he did. Two days later, Neil started school, the sixth grade but it didn't turn out to be too scary. He took some pictures in the hallway with his friends to commemorate the new year, a selfie with he and his class pals. When he looked at the photos though, the woman in black lurked in the shadows of the hallway. He showed his friends, but they thought he was losing his mind. No, no, look, Neil said, tracing her dark figure in the picture which he'd enlarged. She's right there, Susanna Graham, as clear as day. <laughs> look. Luna Jackson laughed at him. I think your brain is still on summer vacation. There's nothing there, Neil. Neil went into the school bathroom. He took a selfie and referenced it. Yep, there she was, in the corner of the picture, just standing there. He was sure of it. Just to be extra sure, though, he snapped ten more. Yep, there she was again. But something unsettled him. In each picture, she seemed to draw closer to him. It was too much. Maybe, somehow, the ghost had hitched a ride into his phone. Maybe his phone was haunted? A ghost in the machine? Creeped out, Neil dumped his phone into the bathroom trash can and sprinted out. He'd tell his mom he lost the phone or somebody stole it. He couldn't tell her the truth, though. She wouldn't believe him. Nobody did. Two days ago, he didn't believe in ghosts, either. But now he did. That night, Neil was on his computer. He was on a Zoom call with Luna. He was having trouble with a math assignment and needed her help. She was showing him how to do the problems. Neil wrote down what Luna was telling him. Then she stopped, peering up. Hey, is that your mom? Luna asked. Neil shook his head. She's downstairs watching her favorite Hulu show. Um, no, she's not. She's right behind you. And why is she dressed so weird? Neil didn't move. 
Instead, he quickly reached up and snapped a photo of himself. In the picture he captured, the woman in black lurked right behind him, her pale hand on his shoulder. Okay, that's enough of that story. Whew, I totally hate it when ghosts get into my phone. They're not covered by the warranty, and they cause all kinds of problems like making my battery die too quickly and messing with the GPS settings. I guess poor Neil got Susanna Graham's ghost. Or maybe it was the other way around. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. once again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host, and overseer of those spooky and weird tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This spirited account, Story Club members, may send a chill up your spine. It's one I call the inescapable haunted escape room. Kyle Hamilton thought the carnival was lame this year. He'd ridden all the rides, eaten all of the cotton candy, popcorn, and caramel apples he could stand, and even did some lame-o ring toss. But he wanted something more fun, something new and unusual. Well, he found it, and later wished that he hadn't. He should have ridden the Tilt-A-Whirl one more time instead. Can you escape the inescapable haunted escape room? The carnival barker screamed to the milling crowd. He wore a checkered purple and black suit, had wild eyes, and even wilder hair, and a single gold tooth that glimmered under the September sun. Try your luck in virtual reality. Kyle didn't have any experience with virtual reality, and he didn't know what it really was. But he liked puzzles, and he'd heard about escape rooms before, where groups of people went into and had to solve riddles and puzzles in order to find the lock to release the door. It was expensive to play, $20, but he just happened to have exactly that much left in his pocket. It was like fate. What about you, kiddo? The barker asked Kyle. You want to try your luck? Kyle shrugged. Sure. After he paid the last of his money to the barker, Kyle was led to a booth inside a large canvas circus tent. Inside were booths, with just enough room to stand in and move around a little bit. The place was pretty empty. Not a good sign considering how much the brassy-suited Barker had hyped up the event. The way he was carrying on outside the tent, you'd think this was the eighth wonder of the world. A red and black-haired woman, wearing too much blue eyeshadow, popping her gum, and sporting a sparkly purple haunted escape room t-shirt, fitted Kyle with a VR headset and a couple of gloves that would allow him to operate in the virtual reality space. The ghosts travel fast, kid. 
the woman said, her breath reeking of watermelon from her particular flavor of bubblegum. Don't waste your time in there smelling the roses. Before Kyle could ask any questions about the gameplay, he found himself in the virtual world. He stood in the middle of a large room. It appeared old and rusted, like he was inside an old vault or something. Sconces on the wall gave off the only light in the room, which wasn't much. Shadows smothered much of the space. The room had no windows and no visible door. The first thing he did was touch the walls, which felt cold and rough. Whoa, he thought. This virtual reality feels real. Of course he attributed it to the gloves he was wearing, but what gloves? He guessed you could only see them in the real world and not the virtual one. As soon as he touched the wall, a timer clock in red digits began counting down from five minutes. What would happen after that? Would they release the ghosts into the room if he didn't figure a way out? Kyle fumbled around the walls, but he didn't discover any lever. This was madness. How was he supposed to get out if they didn't even give him any clues? Wait a minute. There was the outline of what looked like a flower, a rose. What did that woman say about smelling the roses? Kyle thought that was just the old saying about stopping and smelling the roses, meaning wasting time. But no, there was a literal rose on the wall here. He felt around the design, hoping it might unlock something. He'd already burned two minutes off the clock. Wait, one of the petals of the rose moved on the wall. Well, that's interesting. Then he realized what this place was, a giant puzzle box. Except he was inside it. So if he moved the shape around, making something else, that might be the key to escape the inescapable haunted escape room, as the brassy Barker had said. He worked fast as the clock ticked under three minutes. His shoulders ached from holding his arms up and arranging the tiles. Two minutes. A buzzer sounded. That must be the two-minute warning buzzer. Kyle sucked in a breath and kept working at a furious pace. He didn't want to be locked in this room with ghosts. Sure, they'd only be virtual ghosts, and nothing seriously could harm him. But still, the thought of it made his heart race faster. One minute. He moved the shapes around. Yep, they were forming something that wasn't a rose. It was actually a laughing face. Okay, creepy. But fine, he was on the right track, he knew it. Ten seconds. He was almost done, moving the last piece into place. Eight seconds. The wall in front of him shuddered. Great. So why wasn't it opening? Six seconds. Kyle felt around. What else did he need to do? Four seconds. The smiling face had one discolored tooth that had originally been the center of the rose. He remembered the carnival barker having a gold tooth. He pushed it. Two seconds. The tooth slid into the wall, and then a doorway opened up into pitch blackness. The timer buzzed. A portal on the other side of Kyle yawned open and ghosts drifted in, a dozen of them, all howling and screaming like banshees. Yeah, he'd rather face the dark unknown ahead instead of this. Kyle sprinted into the darkness. The heavy door clanked shut behind him. He was in complete blackness, alone. He groped his way along the walls. It was a tight space, but he could manage. A few minutes later, the dark hallway opened up into another larger room. But he wasn't alone. 
a group of about 20 other boys and girls were inside. He recognized a few of them from the rides he was on earlier, like the blonde-haired girl with the Hello Kitty t-shirt on, or the one boy who wore a Boston Red Sox ball cap. What are you all doing in here? He asked to no one in particular. We can't escape, the girl with the Hello Kitty t-shirt said, and the clock is counting down. Kyle gazed at the clock on the wall. He had three minutes to figure out an escape or the ghosts would come for them all. Let's hope Kyle Hamilton stands a ghost of a chance of saving himself and his fellow carnival goers from the virtual clutches of ghosts. I guess Kyle got what he wished for when he wanted to do something new and unusual. Guess you gotta be mindful of what you wish for. Somebody might be listening and give it to you. Right now, I wish for one of those caramel apples, cotton candy, and some popcorn. Did you know there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club, and you're a member. There's also Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila. And Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Whether you like to test yourself on what you know, or you're interested in learning a bunch of cool new facts, you are bound to enjoy 5 for 5 Trivia, a podcast all about trivia knowledge. Every week has a different theme, like amusement parks, creepy animals, video games, the universe, and a whole lot more. And each day, you try to get 5 for 5 right on those trivia topics, and hopefully learn something new along the way. Is a shark a fish or a mammal? Which spell does Harry Potter use most often? You can answer those questions and more on 5 for 5 Trivia. So if you're ready to challenge yourself and give yourself a big high five for the things you know, be sure to check out 5 for 5 Trivia, available wherever you listen to your podcasts.